trying to finish up my lesson plan because I was told three different ways to do it for this week because we have exams all week. <clears throat> but we are supposed to be talking about our project-based learning project. Okay. Stop for a second. Okay, continue. Okay, so we have the project-based learning project that we're supposed to do. <laughs> the project-based <clears throat> learning project. Which, coming from a regio environment, for us, project-based learning is how we live, breathe, and learn. And the idea that we're supposed to do this thing in two weeks and then present it to the parents. Because that's a project. And the children have no input on what the topic should be or how it should be presented or that. I, it's like killing me right now because I was told, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, and this is how it's going to go. And and I'm, I looked at him and said, but what do the kids say? This is their thing. This isn't our thing. No, it's not their thing. It's the teacher's thing. Well, we have to just tell them and get it done because we don't have time. And I, I looked at him and I said, I don't work that way. Also, why would you do it if you don't have time? Right. It's just not, it's not project-based learning. And they have, they want to tout that they do project-based learning, but they don't they at don't. all. At all. They don't even have a concept of what it means to learn that way. Well, I think the, the, the problem is it's project-based learning, but it's not collaborative. Right. And Well, then th then they're doing exactly what they say. There's no project-based learning, well, no, Aaron. There's a project. What's there's the something that they're supposed to they're supposed to create at the end of it. They're supposed to they're supposed to do it, do it, not necessarily do it together and not collaborate. They're just supposed to do a project and get it done. So whatever things the teacher assigns, they do the project and then they move on. They are not doing collaborative project-based learning. Yeah. Co-construction. Man, please, I can't even spell co-construction. Tell you talking about. Really? It's it's Stand. Ter it's tearing at the fabric of my educational soul. I'm There's sitting here. There's fabric in your soul. I'm sitting here writing this and I'm thinking about what I was told to do. And I'm not doing any of it because it goes against my educational philosophy. So they're going to do whatever the hell they want to do anyway. Correct. So I'm going to put down what I'm going to do and the rest of them can bite my ass. Well, I mean, when you think about it, <clears throat> you should have one theme. We do so have a theme, but the kids weren't involved in choosing it. It doesn't matter. You should have a theme. Uh-huh. If you have a theme, well, then you should be able to work within that theme giving your kid giving your students maybe by group or just each group does the same thing but giving them some focus to the and giving them activities to work on so that then they can build their understanding of that theme which means you can do whatever as long as it's all inside of that particular theme right and then move on well, we were in our staff meeting on Tuesday and they said, oh, so does it matter to you where we have the PBL? And I said, I don't even know what the hell it is. So I don't care what to do with it. You just tell me where to be and when to be there and I'll and be there. how big to smile. Right. And it's all going to be in Spanish anyway. So why do I care? Well, your part will have to be in English. <laughs> your part. 
I don't have a part. If it's a project-based learning situation, it's the students. The teacher is just there to smile and wave. Facilitate. It's my job to make sure that the kids know their information, but it's their job to build all the stuff and and create everything and set up the flow and what they're going to say. Set up the flow? Yep. Because they they want this... <clears throat> I'm going to use words that they don't know you they're, they're supposed to use, but they want this in, immersive experience for the parents so that they can kind of see what the children have learned over this term for this particular topic. So they want, uh, because we're doing senses, they want sensory boxes and they want a game for the parents and they want to blah, blah, blah this. But I'm supposed to tell the kids what's going to be in the boxes and how the boxes are supposed to look and what the game is and how the game should look and who says what and when and which direction the parents go to experience the things. That is not project-based learning. Okay. Well, it is project-based uh, learning. It's not co-construction. Okay, Aaron, it doesn't... Well, it's not the same. They, you can the, have one without the other. Okay, but no. Yeah? The kids aren't getting anything. I'm just creating puppets, and I refuse to create puppets. Yeah, well, that's what they want. I don't want. That's nice. That's not. It's that's nice. what the. That's what the teacher. The Mexican teachers want. But that's not. That your, is not what our company it's, wants. It's not your school. And we it's my work, classroom. And we don't work for that company. It's my classroom. No, uh, kind of not. My kids. Not really. My babies. Nope. My little babies. It really is not. It is. This is my their division, school, and I'm living their in their way. Their education. You are there to do not facilitate you're there to do what you're told i don't work that way neither do you which is why we struggle which is exactly what happened in china and is exactly what happened in thailand yeah and that's why we struggle well i've i've learned not to struggle i've i've you struggle every day don't try it i go into my situation at the beginning of the school year and I try to find out what is it that they want, what is it that they say they want, and then when they prove to me that that's not really what they want, then I sit back. I stop. You know, like I told my boss the other day, it's like, there, there's no point in me having this conversation because this is not what you want in this school. Right. So there's, no, there's just no point to it. Whatever you guys want to do, we'll do. I don't, I don't care about trying to make you better anymore because you have proven to me you that that's be not better. what you want. Right. So if that's not what you want, it's cool. That, it's your school. Right. I, I'm here for a very short amount of time. I mean, at the very least, I'm at your school for a year. Right. And then after that, <laughs> well, especially with this situation, no matter what, the kids that are there will never have me again anyway. Right. So, okay. Nobody's losing anything when kids matriculate out of the grade and move into the next grade. Right. And the teachers change, move around. It doesn't matter to them. They don't know who was in sixth grade last year or whatever. You Speaking know? of matriculate. So you just move on. I, I, and I've, I've moved on. I'm now <clears throat> actively talking to people and trying to find out 
should I stay? Should we stay in Mexico? Should we try to find another country? Should we move to a different place in Mexico, which will be a pain in the ass? Not if, if we, we do it at to. the end of the year, because no, we'll, I'm saying at the end of the year, we get we. Well, yeah, we just have to hire a truck, and I know, but that's still a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, that is, but it's not. It's not like year. China to we Mexico. Haven't, we haven't we haven't done a one year move yet. No, we have not. Okay. Not yet. So it's it, and if we, even if we stay in the country, you know, the it's only still a one, one year, year move, move that you and I have ever done was at the end of our lease for my our first apartment together. That's the only time we have ever moved after one year. Hmm. Yeah. See. And eighteen so, years together. I mean, it's it's one year makes it rough because. You, you keep jumping into unknowns. You never get really set. You never get, like, you learn a system. Like, we'll learn this system for this school. We'll live, then leave that system, go to the next school. I have to start all over again learning a whole other system. Yeah. Hoping that there's going, they're going to be a little bit better yep. than the last place. Yep. And you start playing that game of bouncing around every year going, please be a little bit better. Please be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. No. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of done with this. I'm, 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 I'm now more interested in. You need to be a director. YouTube or something. Yeah, <laughs> photography. Yeah. It's just like, I'd rather go off and do that stuff because being in Mexico, there are places to go and there are things to see and there are in places of interest that would be, you know cool to go check out maybe that's where we need to spend our time and our energy instead of spending time and energy because of this particular job and what they're doing because what they're doing is not it's not what we want so move on right. i've moved on that that's the that's the point i i'm you know they come to me and say oh you're gonna get like this week you're gonna get <laughs> first graders but we don't have enough chairs for the first graders. It's like, why didn't somebody know how many first graders there were? Why, why didn't somebody have this conversation? Why did we not have a meeting? And that's why you don't have co-construction. Right. Because they don't have co-construction at the management level. I mean, yet remember, the managers sit next to each other. Right. So if they're sitting next to each other, talking to each other... But they didn't talk to the, the first and second grade manager, didn't talk to the fifth and sixth grade manager. And they sit next to one another all day, every what, day. Well, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. they didn't talk to each other. We didn't <clears throat> talk to each other as teachers because we have no time to do that because we we're not on the same schedule. So it's like, you know, okay, yeah. this, is, this is how this school is run, or at least it's how it has been run in the past. Right. And this is what they want from their educational system at this particular school. Well, you just find out that this, then it's just not for you. Right. You know, which is so, fine. It's not for me. I, I, I realized that back in before September ended. Right. This is not for me. This yep. is not, this is not the right kind of place because what they want is not anything that is modern. They want an well, older version of education that I've never been a part of. I've never subscribed to. Yesterday, when we got to the movies, um, the one teacher sitting next to me said, 
it looks like at Christmas, after Christmas, we're going to lose a whole bunch of teachers. And I said, what? What are you talking about? And she said, oh, so-and-so from the first floor, they're, they're saying they're leaving at Christmas. And then so-and-so from this grade and that grade, they're, they're not coming back either. And, um, you know, there's, there's visa issues with this person and that person. And so a bunch of teachers are planning on leaving. And I looked at her and I said, are you one of them? She said, it depends on how my visa stuff goes because she needs this for school. She's just a student teacher. So this is her, like her student teaching year. And with her visa issues, it's making it difficult for school. For her, this, her, she could lose all that she's done and have to start over in a different place if the school doesn't get her visa situated. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at her and I said, well, I have 16 days now until my visa expires. And she just looks at me like, but you've been here since June. I said, I know. Oh, we were hired in January. Right. Yep. So, so yesterday I was inputting things into the grade book. And I, I went into one section and noticed that this kid had nothing in the grade book. And I'm like, how is this even possible? And then it hit me. Oh, yeah. The day I asked them to write down the things, their scores from their notebooks, he wrote his spelling list instead of his scores. And so I asked him to bring me all of his books so that I could get the scores. The reason I have nothing is this child in one book was missing 12 out of 17 assignments. The other book, he was missing 9 out of 12 assignments. So my Spanish co-teacher came in and I said, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Because if he didn't do anything, I can't give him the grade. Yes, you can. She said, five. <laughs> she said, well, you have to make a note in the notebook and then put a sticky flag and send it home with him. And I said, this child won't be able to do anything. These are just two out of the four notebooks. By the time I was finished, he had like 28 uncompleted assignments, incompleted assignments. Mm-hmm. And and the homework that I gave them the other day because he didn't finish it in class. Mm-hmm. So that's an additional three. I said, this kid is never going to get anything done. He's never going to do these. What do I do? And she said, the gov- she said, the government will tell you you have to give him a five. five. I said, for doing nothing? He yeah. did nothing? And you wonder why you have dumbasses who okay, can't read in, mind, in Karen, high school. Five is still failing. Aaron, it's, no, still, just, no, it's, it's still it's it's still more than he deserves. No, no, it's it might be more than the student deserves, but it is failing. He deserves zero. If you do zero this work, you get zero. This was the very thing that I was arguing about when we were in China. This is it. Should a student, if they if they got a failing grade on the test, anywhere from zero to fifty uh, percent, or it should be zero to 59%. Yep. But anywhere from zero to 59%, if they got anything in there, it should be counted as an F or a 0% GPA, yep. which is fine. And that's what GPAs do. But when you're figuring out student earned this many points out of that many points and the student got a 20%, should the student get 20% or should the student get failing, which would be essentially... Fifty-nine percent. Mm. There is a, uh, a philosophy 
about grading that says they shouldn't get anything less than the highest grade of failing because then they won't be uh, destroyed. Their grade won't be destroyed like to the point where they can never come back because if you get too many of those 20% and 10% and 30%, you, you could get A's all day and you'll never get back up to, you won't have enough time in a, in a term. And I understand the argument, but I do not understand why they want to reward because that's what it ends up feeling like because the child that got 60% does not get a bump. Right. The child that got 70% doesn't get a bump yep. or 80 or 90. Mm-hmm. So why is it that the children, and I understand that what they're saying is the scale is messed up. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if the scale is messed up, well, then let's change the scale. Right. Don't start at... is failing 59 to zero. Break it up from zero to 100 and then have a scale that is equal all the way. But then that the problem with doing that is yes, it's going to be way more fair. Yes. It will be um, clear to understand where the student is, but then when they go to another system and you say this student has a C and a C happens to be somewhere around 50%. Mm. All of a sudden, now you're 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 you are dumbing down or whatever, right? The downplaying the, their accomplishments. Yeah, exactly. So you, I'm sorry, but this is this is a probably a, just an argument that educators are just going to have to have, and they're going to have to have it out. And people who make curricula, they're just they're just going to have to deal with this fact of grading and what grades mean, but. Universities are sort of set in the United States anyway. I don't know about what they do here. I don't know. Because maybe they just pass them like they do in the... The U.S. Like they do in the K through 12. Maybe they just go and just say, oh, well, you came to school, so you get to go to the next grade. You tried real hard. Yeah, you get to go to the next grade. Oh, congratulations on blowing your nose. You get to go to the next grade. That's, That's how they do it here. Whereas us, we're looking at it like you... And that's why it's in my classroom. You earn your grade. Because I have had kids. Oh, I got a 9 out of 10. Thank you so much. Don't thank me. You did the work. No, but don't thank me at all. Don't ever think that I gave it to you. And then I point to my signs in the classroom. Yep. Grains are earned, not given. I do not give you your grades. That's right. You know, and it's very important for them. They don't work along that. Yeah. And that's why it came up in that meeting because they do not think of grading that way. Right. And parents of these particular kids do not think of grading that way. So I was grading something this week and the child was standing there watching me. And at the end, I had corrected all the mistakes. And then I put the the grade at the top and she's like, but Mrs. Farb, why did I get that? And I said, well, this is how many mistakes you had. This is your score. But I thought you liked me. I do like you, but you got this many things wrong, and this is your score because you got this many things wrong. It has nothing to do with you. Or has liking every- you. Or, or how I feel about you. This has everything to do with numbers. That's it. It's just numbers. Well, see, the, that's we were taught, because it was a very big push, to remove the, the subjective nature of grading from our grades. Yes, that was a big push in education when we were going through those classes. Yep. And 
from, I guess, an American standpoint, it's fairer to remove the teacher's subjective nature. Yes. Not to sit there and say, oh, well, you get a B. You went and studied and you got a B. But this child over here didn't study as much, but they've tried very hard, which is basically saying the, chi- the other child is just not able to do right work but because they tried very hard we'll give them a b2 it's like no that's really not fair especially to the child who did study and worked hard got their work in this was the best that they could do but the other child you're saying the best that was that d was the best that they could do but you're going to bump them up because they tried very hard it's like that's a to me and i the only place I've ever found this idea is in special ed. Because yes. then you do might have cognitive impairments. You might have yep. disabilities. You might have all of these factors that work against the child. And you might need to look at, did they come every day? Yes. Okay. Did they try when they were here or did they not try? Were they doing the work? But they just weren't successful at it. Then you might have to do something different in your idea of what, what a grade is. Now, I don't know if that means that you should, you know, everybody on the team gets a trophy. Right. Kind of bullshit. But that maybe you have to look at it slightly differently and factor in attempt made. Yeah. As opposed to just the grade. But in a general ed sense where you're not really taking in the, any of those factors into mm-hmm. account, then you can go ahead and just say, okay, this test was out of 80 points. You got X amount wrong. You got a total of 65 points on this test. That's how many points you got. Right. There's, I there, have there's nothing, nothing to do more. with that. Exactly. There's nothing more. This is just a plain white and black. These are, the, these are the points you earned. These are the points you lost. This is the grade that that equals. Now, as a teacher, you could always turn around and give other work to help that grade go up. Right. But if they choose not to do it and their grade goes down, that can't be your fault. Right. Well, and and I have this set of parents who think their child misbehaves in my class because I don't like him. Bullshit. But I can't wait to see how he does on his exams because he's not he's not doing his work. He's making the choice to just play or talk or just sit there and do nothing instead of doing his work. And when it comes to exams, I gave them on each exam bonus points because I know there are kids who struggle with certain sections and I wanted to give them extra. When I told them this is going to be on your exam, you're, you know, there's going to be an opportunity for bonus points. You're going to need to make sure you know all of this stuff so that you can get the points if you, if you want them. He said, I don't need them. I don't want them. And I looked at him and said, are you sure? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't need to write it down. I'm good. I don't need extra points. I'm like, okay. that's a choice you're making. Well, see, that's the other thing is is the level of responsibility for the, for the student in this system. We've talked about this before. And as far as I'm concerned, the system, based on what the choices that they've made at the SEP level, the system itself does not want students taking responsibility for anything. 
They only right. they they only are putting all of the responsibility for student learning on the teacher, which pretty much means if your child does badly on some particular assessment, you're going to turn to the teacher and say, "Why did the child do so bad?" Because which is what they parents chose say. not like, to do anything. Your child anything. chose not to even your child chose to go to sleep during the test. Right. So. What am I supposed to do with that? And I've and I I had a I had a meeting this week. I, I don't know if I talked about it already or not, but um, the parents came in. Now the child did not do particularly bad on on their midterm test, but they were concerned if that maybe they could do something. So they came in. The child has all the same problems that every other child in sixth grade had. Can't write. Okay, so. I sat down with them and I showed them the test that they were worried about because it's only right. the one test that, that they were worried about. And I said, look, this clearly says, and I showed them the test, write the definition. But the child didn't write a definition. So what should I do with that? And the, both the parents just looked at each other and kind of threw up their hands like, yeah, what do you do with that? Right. Because... There is no, and I said they got partial credit because they understood it, but they didn't follow the directions. Right. And I said, this test was mostly a test about following directions. I was like, here's another example. Write incomplete sentences. They were giving me one word answers. Sorry, but that's while not a complete your answer sentence. might be correct, you didn't follow directions. You right. didn't. So what am I supposed to do with that? And they both sat there like, Oh, okay. We see what you're. We see what's going on right. here. It's like, yeah. And I was, and then when I showed them the writing portion, they were looking like, what the hell? It's like, yeah, lots of red on this paper because I don't do the whole green pen bullshit. Pen bu- I don't. Well, either. You know what I found out? Why I don't do the green pen? I can't see it well. I don't see it well either. So I, I had to stop using it. I yeah. started, I started the year using it, but the uh, one notebook that we have is a. Um, it's a grid paper. It's graph paper. Yeah, and you so can't. It's, it's graph paper that's green and with a green pen, and you can't yeah. read it. <laughs> you can't read it. No, so I use like once, a pink or an yeah. orange or once something. Once I couldn't, once I couldn't read it, I was like, okay, I can't do this because I can't see. Like when I scan the page, I can't see that I wrote something on this right. page, and I can't read the numbers that I wrote. So yep. it's like, okay. Got to go to the more contrasty red pen yeah. against the green. Because even the blue, you can't. In the black, it's really difficult to see. Exactly. Because exactly. they write with blue or black pen, mm-hmm. and then you can't. Yep, I'm with you. So I, and I have, I'm one of the things that I've been doing is having these kids write paragraphs or write an essay or something like that. Right. And write it over and over and over. Yep. Well, if I, if my marks are not seen, they're not going to know what to fix. Right. Yep. So. Yeah, I had to go back to the red pen and nobody said anything, which is interesting because I graded all of my midterm tests with that red pen. I graded all my diagnostic exams nobody, with a red pen. And nobody, nobody said, said anything. anything, so I, I'm figuring that they're just not. Actually, I have I graded all my diagnostic exams with a red pen and then I got berated for using red pen. But no one has ever asked me for my exams. They've never seen them. They've never taken your diagnostic. No, they're sitting in my desk the stuff right from the beginning now. Beginning of the school year. Yep. Term one is finished the next week. <laughs> yeah, I still have them sitting at my desk. They they sent asked me for the frequency error thing. I sent that. They've never taken my exams. See, this is this is the problem that we have here at this particular school. Is they it's it's almost like 
They know what should be done. Uh-huh. That's not where the problem is. But execution of... The follow-up. Yeah. Execution and yep. follow-up. That's where it always falls down. Well, and then they'll say you need to do the X, Y, and Z. But then they never give instructions on how to do X, Y, and Z. And then they never follow up to make sure that you did it. Right. And then when they do, if they do follow up, it's two months later and they are like, where's the stuff that you were supposed to do? Well, you never gave me instructions on how to do it, yep. even though I asked three times. So and it's not done. That, and then, and the other side of that is you might do it without the instructions and it's always wrong. It's wrong. Right. Like my initial grade book, I, you and I both talked about this before, how we asked the same exact questions when we got the same email and I never got a response until six or eight weeks later and it and they never did respond to me in writing as I asked repeatedly because well that's a different problem I have to have then something there's a record written down so that I know how to do it so that I can go back and reference it should I have any doubts or questions no they don't give two fucks they want me to do all this planning for the the classroom to make sure I hit every type of learner but they can't hit every type of learner mhm they can't hit every type of teacher Right. <laughs> I just looked at him like I have to have, I have to be able to have the conversation and have things written down so that I can go back and reference it and recall the conversation so then I can, you know, do what I need to do. Yeah. You know? But this is, like I said before, so many times, these are problems of management. And I have a <laughs> feeling that these are problems of management in the country. These are not individual problems these are problems of management inside of the country because this is the kind of management that's normal in the country yeah whereas we're different managers we we both of us are different managers we manage people differently right we give them the information we stay try to be as honest with them as possible when you do all of that then you then you can have a conversation you can have a team these are all concepts but, that don't happen here right when you because I was a manager, a retail manager for years. And I found the more information, the more honest, the more responsibility I gave my team, the more success we had. When I started, you know, trying to micromanage, when I first started managing, micromanaging did not work. Nope. It only pissed people off and made them want to leave. Yep. But when you start giving them responsibility and holding them to it and following up and focusing on the things that, that made the team grow, the store started like booming. Yep. And I'm like, wait, so you mean I don't have to walk behind them and make sure the t-shirts are folded? I can just tell them fold the t-shirts and walk away. Yeah. But at some point you shouldn't have to tell them, to fold the t-shirts anymore. They, I, well, they take you responsibility right. for. They knew the, that, okay, it's 830. We yep. need to start cleaning up so that we can get the hell out of here by 905. Because we don't want to be here all night. I wouldn't say a word and they would start doing their thing. Yeah, but you should. Okay, with adults, these are things that you shouldn't have to do. Yeah, but. With children, they are. But with Sometimes adults, I had a huge staff. Like when I worked at, when I managed a learning store. I'm going to say out of the 26 employees, 20 of them were high school kids. Yeah, but still. And even then I didn't have to exactly. micromanage Exactly, because once you, once you set a, 
once you train them and teach and them you, what needs right, to be done, exactly. Once that's you it. set set a precedent, then all of a sudden, then they can follow it. Yep. The the I think the problem that a lot of managers have is they pretty much either ex, they either expect that their their staff knows nothing and can't do anything on their own, so they have to be micromanaged, or they are they expect that their staff is going to know. What Everything. their staff has never been told, right? Yep. Which is psycho because, of course, nobody knows. Like, like your manager went into a meeting, then the manager didn't communicate what the results of that meeting were, and then they come back to you, and two weeks later, after that meeting, you've been working, and your manager comes yelling at you, telling you that they told you that you had to do something, and they've never told you. Oh yeah, so I you had get that. both both problems. Yeah, I've had that already with my coordinator. Oh, you needed to blah blah blah, and I said, but you didn't tell me that. Yes, it was in this email, and I said the one that's all in Spanish. That the one I, I could, can't read. That I can't, I can't read. Mm-hmm. But you can translate. And I said, but the translation didn't make any sense. And it's not my job to translate. It's your job to make sure I understand what I'm supposed to do. And I think that's where my issue with, with her is right now is that I'm holding her accountable because we had our staff meeting on Tuesday for the second grade to staff and it was all in Spanish and I just wrote in my notes coordinator spoke only in Spanish and underlined it and then moved to the next section because I'm not going to sit there and try to guess my comprehension is going up but it's only based on little bits and pieces that I I already know and if I don't have the information I'm just going to sit there and I'll make a note so this thing was in Spanish and if it weren't for my two co-teachers, I wouldn't know what I know from the meeting because right. nothing was in English. And she knows I don't speak Spanish, but because the other, the new te- newest teacher to the team doesn't speak English, she's catering to her. I mean, that's fine, but then... But then they need to have somebody that can translate for me, yes. which is usually the principal, but the principal has been so busy, she didn't have time to come in. Yeah, but... Yeah, honestly, that's not the principal's job. It's not her job. And and this is, I mean, like I said, this this is a management issue from the top down, because at some point, someone should be realizing we have we are we are tr- we are building a more diverse staff because if they got an actual Chinese teacher, they might have the same problem. Yeah. So you're you're. Oh, I'm We're sure they'd trying. have the same problem if it was a Chinese and, teacher right. who wasn't Mexican. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, you need to you need to communicate all of the things that all of the staff need to do. You have to communicate that clearly to all of your staff. If you don't do that, then you're going to get all kinds of weird oh, things. Yeah. But here's the other side. They will make decisions in Spanish. Yep. With Spanish teachers. Yep. And then the teachers ignore it. So then it's like, okay, you guys, and I said this this week, I was like, you guys are just the Wild Wild West. You're just, you're just doing whatever. You're just saying mm-hmm. yes, but you're not going to ever, you're never even planning to do any of yep. these things. So then why are you make why it's like, why are you even saying it? Yep. Why are you even bringing it up? Why not just say like I've done? I can't do that. There's no way that's going to get done in that time frame because of X, Y, Z. Or, no, this is not a thing I will do. Like when they went and they gave me the first graders and gave me a whole uh, uh, big two sheets of freaking stickers. It's like, I'm sorry, but I'll never hand these out. 
One of the teachers came in and had a bag of marshmallows. For what? I'm like, why? Why do I need marshmallows to teach the for this few couple hours? What are hours? they fucking dogs? And, and and you know they use them however they use them. But I went and I said I wouldn't. I'm not going to be using marshmallows. It's not going to happen. No, or stickers. And, or stickers. I'm. It's just not going to be a thing that I do. And you know I've taught this grade before, so you know it's not going to happen. I I understand where they're coming from, but no. They, you, you know, if you're, if you're starting them off with get rewards from the teacher and that's why I do my work and the teacher likes me when I get a sticker. No wonder when, they when behave that, the way they do in my classroom. Or mine. They come to sixth grade and it's, oh, you don't like me. Or it's like, who fucking cares if I like you? I, I don't need to like you for you to pass my class. The, I have, the whole idea is to remove uh-huh. liking and disliking yep. students from the grade book. I have one child who the psychologist, and I looked at him like he was a dumbass when he did this, but the psychologist promised the parents that at the end of each class, um, each teacher would give a sticker if the child did his work that day. And I looked at him and I said, this is not something I do. And he said, well, we need to do this because it'll help show the parents if the child is behaving, not just take the child's word. So at the end of the class, the student comes up to me and he says, Mrs. Farr, can I get my sticker? And I said, did you finish your work? He said, of course I finished my work. And I said, so why do you need a sticker? Well, because it shows my mom and dad that I, you know, did my work. And I said, wouldn't your completed notebook do the same thing? He said, yes, but this is what the the prof wants me to do. So I'm doing it. And I'm thinking, this kid already has figured out he doesn't need a sticker. But the the psychologist is convincing the parents and the child that this is the way to go. And I just looked at him like, here you go, dude. Pick the one you want. I don't care. I have nothing to do with it. He picks his own sticker every day and puts it in his book if he deserves it. Which he has only not gotten one the entire, since we've started this, one time. I, I just looked at him like, I don't care about stickers. I care about you finishing your work. Right. Just like I don't need you to sit down to work. You want to stand up? You stand up. You want to walk around the class and write while you're walking? Do it. I don't care. It's a tiring conversation. Yep. Because they're, it's, it's now getting to the point where is there any place in the world that does education well? I don't know. We've only been it's to like, four countries. like, where else countries. do we go? We've only been to four countries. I'm yeah, sure no, there might be where something Where else do we different. go? The problem is, is that IB is taking over. And in non-English speaking countries. In places. non-English speaking countries, it's taking over, but they're saying we're an IB school, but then there's no real implementation. No, they, no, we're not an IB school at all. No, but this is what they're claiming. We're, no, uh, we're moving to how be could in, they? How could they be claiming it? We don't have anything IB. I know. Okay, so then we can't be an IB school. Aaron, I'm telling you, one of the parents was like, we chose this school because it's an IB school, and I looked at her and like... Is it an IB school at the high school level? No, no, nothing yet. This is, It's oh. supposed to be implemented within the next two years, I think, oh. but the parents think it's already an IB school. No, not at all. Not at all an IB school. This is, this is definitely a SEP-only school. They are only following the precepts of the Mexican system. 
They are not and doing I don't know anything how, that's IB. I don't know how SEP and IB work together. I don't they know how that even together. functions. They won't. They won't. They won't. But the, the point is they'll just doctor all the paperwork so it meets the requirements of SEP if they're mm-hmm. going to keep following SEP. They're gonna, it's just going, that's all they're going to do. They're just going to manipulate the paperwork. Right. Kind of like our paychecks. They're just going to manipulate the numbers, move things around, yeah. you know? Yep. All right. So enough of this. Let's talk movie. Really don't, let's not talk about this anymore. Cause let's talk it's about truly going to the movies. Um, it was your first movie in I, Mexico. I, I really wanted to see the fantastic beast movie. Me too. But That's what I wanted to go see because I had my mouth all ready for the Fantastic Beasts. Me too. And it we, wasn't, there wasn't no hash. That's because apparently Fantastic Beasts comes out next week and didn't come out this week. Yeah. So, I, I wanted to see that because I like that movie. Yeah, I want to see it. And, and why, okay, tell me something. Why, why on the poster is Harry Potter on the poster? Did you see the poster? The poster has Harry Potter. It says Harry Potter. And it it's, has Harry Potter on the poster and uh, at the cinema. And I'm trying to figure out why they, why that would be there when this is, this whole thing is like not even in England. No, it's in the U.S. Exactly. Oh, no, 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 no. This one is, this one is, the new one is going to be at Hogwarts. So is Harry Potter a can't no, because really be Dumbledore is young. So this is prior to, prior to yeah. all the stuff yeah, that yeah, we yeah. saw. It's like a prequel. Yep. All right, I got. I'm going to look at there. I'm just wondering because uh, I I saw that yesterday and I was like, why why are they doing this? Like why? I get that it's in the same world. That's not the problem. The problem is why would they be pr- promoting it with images of Harry Potter on the on the posters. Yeah. Because as far as I knew, Harry Potter wasn't a part of this. He's not. And um, I guess I'm going to have to take some time this week and watch the first one again. I need to, I, I need to get a, a different one because it you cut, get off. a different one. It cut off the, yeah, because I have it on my hard drive, but for whatever reason, my hard drive cuts off the last, um, the last 20 minutes of okay. movies. When you say your hard drive does it, that's not really possible. Okay. When it puts it on my hard drive, it will cut off the last 20 minutes of a movie. What are you watching your movies in? VLC. So you're having a different problem then. And it's, I probably have I 40 movies everything. on my hard drive and they're all the same. Then something else is going on. Even when we were watching on the TV, it would cut it off. Well, the TV was a different problem in China because the TV in China did not handle big drives well. So the TV had its own issues. And plus it was old and it was a 720p, I think, at best TV and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well. It It was was just an older TV. So Um, it it cut off. We, I don't know why you're getting cut off because, honestly, something else is going on there. Something else is wrong. I'm looking for it on, let's see, Rocket Ralph is coming. I don't see Fantastic Beasts on their website even. Bumblebee is coming. Bumblebee should be gone by now. It says. Bumblebee came out a while next ago. Next releases. 
Right. Bumblebee. What? The Grinch. Shouldn't Bumblebee on Netflix next week or something? <laughs> Did anybody go see that movie? Did it come out yet? It premieres December 21st. Oh. Here. Aquaman. I will go see that one. Okay. Aquaman should have been gone by now. December 21st, it says. It comes out December 21st? Premieres December 21st. I'm, I'm, what about The Grinch? The Grinch, it says December 7th. Uh, the Instant Family, <laughs> the one with Marky Mark, <laughs> that one is November 30th. I'm I'm confused. A new Mary Poppins comes out on Christmas Why Day. Why did I think Aquaman already came out? Uh, it says de- December 21st on IMDb as well. Okay. I'm not seeing Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And I don't know how to search on this. All right. So what are you looking for? The Fantastic Beasts. Just a and where picture. To, yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It was it's on. It's not even and, listed in and, next week or um. The next one, the next release. So you're saying it's not even going to be there next week? It's right. That's what it's. It's not showing on there. See, so we can't see it. We got to wait. I want to see it. We got to wait so badly. All right. So we did go to the film. We did see. We did go to the film place. The cinema. The cinema. The Cinemax. I absolutely, really don't like going to the cinema. <laughs> You really don't. And, and then to make it worse, I chose really horrible scenes. Oh, God. Being up in the top. It wasn't that far. Side. Up, but it was the side. Corner with all of the loud sound coming into my right ear yeah. and not being able to hear the other side very well. Sorry. It was like, what the f- You never. if uh, Today, if you could, because uh, a lot of theaters do this. You can choose your seats. Yeah. That's you my fault. You always I didn't know. choose seats. I didn't know. Somewhere halfway up or so and in the middle. You never but go to what, the edges. But that's what I thought I chose was in the middle section. I didn't realize that the screen was moved over to the edge of the theater. No, that the there screen was a wasn't whole, moved over. When I chose the tickets. Oh. There was a screen that oh. showed where to, and I thought I chose in the center. I didn't realize that she had moved it over to the side of the theater, not to the center of the theater. Yeah, it was bad. Now talk about bad. what we saw as the minute we walked in the theater. Go ahead, do y'all what, thing. What are you talking about? The 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 lounging area. The beds? Yeah. That was no lounging area. That was get your freak on area. <laughs> it really was. They had these double, like full-size bed lounging. They weren't lounging. They were beds. They Call were, it a bed. It, it was bigger than our bed upstairs. It, it was bigger than our bed upstairs, but it was like leather, like a leather sofa okay, type why thing. Why can't a bed be leather? We'll it see. was a bed. It was a bed. In if, the James, if, 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 if uh, what's his name? Rick James saw that shit. Man, <laughs> it it was a bed. Super freak, super freak. It was a bed, and they there were been what? Getting super freaky. Like twenty of them? <laughs> no. Fifteen of them? No, I don't think it was that many. Maybe ten. <laughs> they were only in the center section, and they went across that center section. There wasn't that many of them. It was only one row. No, there were two rows. There was a row, and then a row. Oh, then maybe twenty. So, but, ten, ten, ten but they were just these sections of beds. 
And we're looking like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's, What's this? A bed? Why would you come to the theater to lay in a, a bed? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know what actually would, actually where it would make more sense? Because it was more in the flat area of the theater, because you're going to be looking up, it does make sense to lay down. I guess, but... It just makes total sense because your, your vantage point is too close to the, to the screen. So laying down actually does make sense. Because I've sat in the front of the theaters before, and that's like the worst viewing experience ever. I mean, we, we basically had to almost lay down in those chairs just to see the yeah, whole Yeah, and screen. they recline pretty far back. No, no, no. I'm talking old school. Oh, there was no reclining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These ones reclined. Yes. Actually, I didn't even notice the reclining. I just leaned on the one little armrest and I was done. But. Yeah. I don't know. The the movie we ended up going to see was. The now disliked. Aaron, stop it. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with that movie. From the time I watched the movie to now. I've gotten He's more and more. Himself. I've gotten more and more uh, critical, or just I've become more and more against the movie and the people that made it. I'm I'm just like every every time I think about it, it just makes me more and more angry because <laughs> it's just like God. There's a, I mean every time I start thinking about it, there's so much that could have been done. Whatever that they I did not liked do. Liked the movie. Stop saying you liked a, a a a music video with a concert at the end. I liked the movie. Music video. I liked it. MTV. I don't care. And I would see it again. That was that's one of those things that I would probably download to my iPad and actually use my headphones to watch it. Music video. I would do it. Behind the scenes. I have the I have the high def version concert. of Black Panther on my iPad. The what? The high def version of Black Panther. What is a high def version? The HD version. What does that even mean? Because you know you have like the regular and then you have. Who say? You say you know you have. I only have. Whatever. What are you talking about? Okay, so when you go to iTunes, or see, I don't see there. That's what I thought you were talking about because I don't go to iTunes. So there's nothing about iTunes. I don't care about their versions. I don't care about anything that they do. Everything I get is always 1080p. Period. Unless I feel like get unless I want to spend the hard drive money and do a 4K, which I don't really like to do very often because they are really big. Yeah. Even if the even if the sound is like AAC, <laughs> it's still really big. Well, the HD 4K. ones on on iTunes are really big. Okay. What are you calling really big? Because like four uh, gigs. Yes, for that's a movie. normal for a 1080p movie. A, a regular one hour and thirty minutes to about two hour movie on that is 1080p with AAC sound, which is the standard for iTunes. That is about for four to five gigs. So that's just normal. That is the norm. See, what I'm talking about is getting the 4K version that might be upwards of 10 to 15 gig mm. for the same thing with the same sound, just 4K screen. Got you. Yeah. 
That's why I don't do the 4K, even though on my beautiful monitor, it would look so awesome. See, you love your monitor. You should quit trying to replace it. No, no, no. I want to replace it with Folks, we went after the movies. UHD. Listen, after the movie, we went to the supermarket. UHD. We went to the supermarket because I ordered some things online yesterday, and when the items were delivered... The most important thing, TP, TP was not me? delivered. And so we had to go to the supermarket to get TP. And as soon as we walked in, they've got all their Christmas stuff out, including these giant sections of monitors and TVs. My crazy ass husband's talking about a 55 inch monitor. This ain't crazy talk. I don't even know. Is your, is all your of, desk all of my inches? All of my movie movie people and, and <laughs> audio files out there. A little, a little, what is this? A 28 screen, 28 inch or something? It's not Look. 28 inches. It's bigger than that. I don't know. It might be about I, 28. I think, it's 20, I think it's 28. Look at your box. It, it's way down close. I'm going um, to make your look. Yeah, it might be like 28 inch, maybe 32, but I don't think it's 32. I think it's 28. Um, 4K screen. Yeah, we need to upgrade. We need to go ahead and move that on up. Well, you know, no. Aaron and Keegan, they can use this. What? You can use it. You want a 4K screen over there? Look at you. Mouth salivating. <gasps> Why are you looking at things? Stop clickety clicking. You're not talking when you're clickety clicking. Do you know who's in the Fantastic Beasts? I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Move along. I Next. closed it. See, that's why you don't look at previews. I was not trying to find the preview. I was trying to find the poster that you were anyway, talking about. Anyway, what we definitely... I looked and I didn't see it. It was only... It's probably just in this theater. Mm. Um, and it's probably a way for them to try to get people to come because they don't... They, not everybody has read the book, so they see... Fantastic Beasts. Well, there's no book. No, I'm saying, but they see Fantastic Beasts, and they're not making the connection to well, Harry I, Potter. And if they show Harry Potter, then people are like, oh, yeah, Harry Potter. I want to go check out that movie. Okay, that's not true that there there is a book, but it's not... It's not, some, it's not like a Harry Potter book. It's literally right. like a textbook. I thought it was a script. No, that's the... The first one. No. The script that you're talking about is the play. It's the mm -hmm. Cursed Child. The, so what did they come out? What did she came out with a Fantastic Beast book, right? Yeah, where Fantastic one and Beast, two? No, 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 no. Fantastic Beast book and where to, Fantastic Beast and where to find them is just like a textbook of the Fantastic Beast, and it was written by Newt Scamander. And it's Harry's book. And there are notes in there from Ron and Hermione, you know, back and forth. But it's literally just a textbook of the beasts. Right. It has nothing to do with the movie. The story of the movie. Yeah, there's no, there's no story well, of the Well, the story of the movie is the creation of the book, right? Or the usage of the book. The, mm, the book's in the movie. Because he's walking around with the book, right? No, he's the author of the book. I know, but doesn't he have it? Like he's got his notes he's making Maybe. the book in the first one? The first movie. Maybe. Because he knows the beasts. Yes. He's cataloging in them yes, is what I'm saying. Yes, he's cataloging them, yes. Okay. And then he creates the book. Right. So, okay. Um. All right. I'll tell you what. Oh, why am I doing this? Let's, let's. I'm let's, in my. We're going to, we're going to stop here and, and we'll, we'll do a part one and part two like we did the last one. So.
But you know when you do that, you don't get the the business pub for the one. So why don't you do some pub? All right. Well, that's what I was trying to pull up, and then you. Oh, you 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 you're clickety clicky on on pictures of Harry Potterness got in the way of your pub. Yeah. Let's pub somebody then. Damn it. Let's all right, go. Hold on. I've got to grab her. Or you got to be all slow. Because you know. This podcast is brought to you by. No one. It is brought to you by. Just hold brought on. To you I by have to my click wallet. and click. Your wallet? Yeah, because we got to pay for the space to post the thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well. Brought to you by the Traveling Fars for the <laughs> Traveling Fars. <laughs> yes. It's brought to you by Aubrey Price Bridal Designs. Come on. Hold on. I've, oh, I, she's I'm so sorry. slow. I'm sorry, folks. This See, is what I really go through. this is not cool. Okay. Uh, Aubrey Price Bridal Design specializes in bridal alterations, custom veils, and accessories, vintage and vintage items. She has been in the bridal industry for and doing custom sewing for over 20 years. Her vision is to offer a personalized look for your spe- social occasion. Um, I'm sorry. It moved. Sorry. Her vision is to offer a personalized look for your social occasion. To contact Aubrey is at AubreyAPrice at gmail.com. And Aubrey is spelled A-U-B-R-E-Y like Aubrey, but it's pronounced Aubrey. Trust me. Or you can find her on Etsy at AubreyPriceBridal and on Instagram at AubreyPriceBridalDesign. I've personally... Personally. Had Aubrey uh, alter a dress I used when I performed at Carnegie Hall. Well, uh, that was like 6,000 years ago. It was. So she's really been doing this for a long time. Yeah, she's been doing it for a long time because you are, oh, God, ancient with them bunny slippers on. Yeah, I got new bunny slippers. Shut I need to take a picture of those for But I have seen her do Feel some amazing work in a really short amount of time. Um, she was... Doing starting fashion and working at the mall when I first met her way back in 98, I think 97, Isn't 98. That like before Bohemian Rhapsody, shut it. No, anyway, I watched her take this pair of jeans that she really, really, really wanted, but they didn't fit. They only had a very, uh, a very limited amount of them left and they were on clearance. So she bought them, went home on her lunch hour, altered them and came back after lunch wearing them. It was amazing. I was like, what the hell? So I knew when I needed things altered to, to go to Carnegie Hall, I wasn't going to trust anybody else. Because I knew she could do it. She could do it properly. She could do it quickly. And her business has just grown over the years. She does amazing work. Uh, I really recommend that you check out Aubrey's Instagram to see some of the spectacular pieces that she's created. I think you should check out my Instagram because the bunny slippers on there. Hey, my new, my first pair of bunny slippers, and I like them. They're a little big, though, because I have tiny feet. I probably should go. All right, so before we go, let me tell you about where you can find us. So, why are we doing these uh, podcasts? Mad Pod Um, If you want to find us on the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, or Spotify, which 
most likely this one will be on the YouTubes. It will be audio only, most likely. Uh, maybe some pictures going up there, but it's going to be mostly just on the YouTubes and audio for those of you that are used to listening to us and not seeing us, but we are not that cute. Hey, um, speak for yourself. I look good. Stop it. Uh, so, probably for the rest of the month, we'll be on the YouTubes. So, if you also... Look on the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, or the Spotify. We are The Traveling Fars. If you like the Twitter, Instagram, we are Traveling Fars. And the email, make sure that you uh, uh, get at us for pubbing any particular business you think we should uh, shout out. Travelingfars at gmail.com. And the blog space, thetravelingfars.blueberry.net. Please tune in to part two because we're going to talk Bohemia. The Bohemian Rhapsody. Saved by the bell. So, say goodbye. Say bye to the people. Peace. Out.